Hello and welcome to the Shamtown. Oh my god, welcome to the Shamtown. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Silly seed, you know, yeah, yeah. We're going out for drinks and barbecues and stuff like that. All right, so we're going to have Tim on. Just give me a couple of, give me oh, a couple of things. Oh, Ferguson. Oh, Tim tell you what, 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 what people Who is say he? about him. I tell you what, but what I really like is he, um, he, he's like, it's like having a, a doctor explaining how to make you laugh. Oh yes, I mean, he teaches how, comedy. How good is that? How good is that? He's a comedy teacher. Yeah, he's like he's a comedy. He's a doctor. I'm going to hire him to gladly give him a comedy doctor. Yes. I wish every bloody doctor was like that. You know what I mean? But you know. Anyway, some of the things that people say about look unpractical, expiring. I'll never see comedy the same way again. What? From that's from Jeffrey Doherty as an author. Yes. So, yeah. Anyway, he's, a, he's in a wheelchair now, too. He's yeah. got MS, yeah. Well, he's got MS, yes. But he's still, good, still, still doing Mate, shows. he's the depth, best no. stand-up comedian ever in a wheelchair now. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, without further ado, would you please welcome Tim Ferguson! Please welcome, would you please welcome Tim Ferguson? Yay! Welcome to the show, Tim. Now, uh, Tim, where did it all start, baby? You grew up in uh, Singapore, is that right? He was born in Canberra. Oh. Singapore. Yeah, mm. yeah, no, I grew up in Singapore, can it? Well, no, we moved from we moved from Singapore and ended up in a place called Blaney, which is just well, Blaney is a terrific place, but it's just very, very cold. That's one of the things that Blaney provides. Yeah, um, it does a lot to stop uh, global warming affecting Australia. Without Blaney, we're buggered. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, and your and your father is a. Um, Tony Ferguson, he was a producer on uh, Four Corners and uh, uh, what's that show there? This this day tonight, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, he was the boss of Four Corners, and uh, I mean, even then it was like the seventies. They were chucking rocks and causing troubles. 
I mean, uh, it's no wonder that governments want to get rid of the ABC because every once in a while, Four Corners will do a story on them and it never works out well <laughs> at the target for the Four Corners story. So, yeah, he was a bit of a rebel. Oh, yeah, that's... Uh, that's uh, so yeah, how do they get the dirt on the... Why, why is Channel 2 the only channel that gets in trouble with the government? Why don't the other channels get in trouble? Well, the others work for the government in, in, in hand-in-hand with the government. The only way to get, you know, the Prime Minister come on your show if you're a commercial network yeah. is by sucking up to the Prime Minister, whoever it might be. Okay. So, uh, they all, but the ABC know that they're going to get paid no matter what. Yeah. Um, so they tend to uh, cause a lot more trouble. That's why, you know, Rupert and all his friends yeah. and, you know, and ScoMo all carry on about the ABC. It's because it's, you know, they keep asking difficult questions. Yeah. And they, they keep being educated and left-wing and nobody likes those people. No, no. Well, especially nobody likes a suck-up either, so that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm sticking <laughs> to the ABC. True. Talking about trouble there, uh, Tim... You stood for Parliament in uh, 1990. As, what? Um, it was very uh, unsuccessful. Is that right? I was reading. I was deeply, deeply unsuccessful. <laughs> uh, mainly because I ran for Well, that's like the other politician. Yeah. yeah, I ran for Kuyong, which is where Tuwak is. Oh, okay. For the least winnable seat. We didn't want to win. Uh, but we just still got nearly 4% what? of the voters in Kuyong. We didn't even ask for their votes. Did you? I had no policies. I made no promises. But it was, uh, you know, it could have been, it could have gone very badly. I could have ended up in Parliament. So you ran against Andrew Peacock, did you? Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I could have. Well, as oh. it turned out, Andrew Peacock lost power. Okay. Uh, he, oh. uh, he lost the election overall. Yeah. And I like to think that, you know, our campaign accounted for point point zero 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 one percent of his of his tremendous loss. Well done. Well done, Tim. Oh, you know, anyone who slept with Shirley MacLaine really has it coming. Oh, my God, did he sleep with my hero? Or my heroine, Shirley yeah. MacLaine? Don't you dare. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were, they were a thing. They were an item. They were, a, you know, they were za 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 And uh, uh, that had to be stopped. They won't have that outside, outside wedlock. Outrageous. <laughs> oh, my goodness me. Never heard of anything anymore. Hey, finding humour... And li- in living with MS, because I wanted to, I wanted to touch uh, I wanted to touch on um, MS. Can you can you explain to everybody what MS is? Uh, well, it's a bit tricky. It's a bit tricky, Don, because even neurologists really have no idea. But it's basically your brain is being eaten by your immune system. So it's uh, but you know I mean you know everybody's got to get something. Some people are born plain ugly. Yeah. You can imagine what that's like. And they go through life. Um, you know, and they're ugly their whole life. They're cursed with this thing. So with them, I came off quite lightly, I think. Well, see, you, yeah, because, I mean, you were in the Doug Anthony All-Stars and you were the pretty one, weren't you? You were, you, oh, you were, yeah. the, you were the gorgeous one and, and the other two were just like, the like the three, the three tenors. I mean, you always remember Tim Ferguson, um, what's the other one, D- McDermott, but you never remember the third one. And Richard Fidlow, is it? Well, there you go. There you go, Richard Pickler. How did it start? Well, being the good-looking one out of those between the three of us, it wasn't a very high bar. Oh, my God. I hope they're not listening. I'm sure they're not. But anyway. Avid listeners to the Shumps, are you kidding? They they definitely will be tuning in. Oh, my God,
Very soon. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. All, everybody, all Australians, I think, at least keep an eye on the shumps just to see what's cool, what's not, oh. what's from Melbourne, and what is it. Oh, beautiful. Now, the Duggars in the All-Stars, how did that start? Well, look, there are so many stories about how we started. I can't actually remember the details, but it has something to do with Switzerland, uh, basketball, and a chess competition. <laughs> oh, well, you were at uni, yeah? No, I never went to university. Why would you pass <laughs> away? Oh, actually. Four or five years of your life. Yes. Sitting in a room. You're right. What to read, and then, you know, and then you write down what you were told to write down about it, and, you know, you get an A. I, I could never see the point of going to university unless I was going to be a doctor or um, an architect. Apart from that, it's a complete waste of time. People who say they're going to do an arts degree, yeah. it's like, well, have you thought of going to the library? Yeah. Oh, well, see, that's right. So you don't have to go to uni to be smart. Hey, but Tim, you went to a school, because I, I started off at like a, a community school. I, I, I went to a Kentigan community <laughs> school. Now, you went uh -oh. to a school called A School Without Walls. Can you please explain that? A School Without Walls? <laughs> Dom, you know, like, School Without Walls basically had no walls between people. It also had, you know, no walls, which meant that we could, you know, spend a lot of time not going to school. It was a free school, so you could decide what you want to learn, when you want to learn it. Um, and the funny thing is, you would think that's a complete disaster. Yeah. But, um, and certainly, you know, the government did. They were paying for it. It was a school. The fact is, the people that I still get in touch with who went to school with my walls, yeah. they went on to become doctors and political thinkers, worldwide journalists, they worked with banks. Uh, because the one thing, and I bet you learned the same thing, the yeah. one thing you learn at a school that's free is independence. Yeah. If you're going to get anything done, yeah. then you're the one who has to do it. Yeah. Yeah. But there, but there were some students that didn't want to learn, so they could just sort of walk out and go and have a smoke or whatever. Was that the same at your school? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, they turn up on day one, yeah. get their name on the roll, and you'd never see them again. And, you know, that was okay by me. Yeah. I used to hang around, you know, the school because I was a bit of a nerd, and the girls were in the library. Ah, so you couldn't have been that much of a nerd if you hung around with all the girls in the library. Oh, well, yeah, no, that's true. I was a cool guy. You, you were know, a cool nerd. Yes? That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool, cool library. So... You know, but it's, uh, the free education is uh, something... I think in Melbourne there's a school, you know, Press Hill, they sort of free. But there's also people like the Snyder schools. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the, I don't think they really teach them much at all apart from... Um, how to draw in circles without actually doing a proper picture. But then again, people have come out of there, I know, who are doctors of genetics is one of them who came walking out of Press Hill. Oh, my God. It's amazing what people will do if you yeah. leave them to their own devices. Hey, and then you finished up at Narrabunda College. Can you can you give us a couple of... Oh, that? well... Yeah, yeah. My, my parents worked out that I was having way too much fun. I okay. went to nine schools throughout my school life. 
And the last one was Narabunda. <laughs> they sent me there thinking it would make a make a decent man of me. Okay. But, um, all it is was introduce me to the joys of motorcycle riding. Ah, oh, so you're a bikey. Uh, yeah, well, pretty well, yeah, yeah. Bikey without the, being 60. Um, and everything a bikey wants to be apart from that. Now, uh, Tim, you did a couple of TV shows there, uh, uh don't forget your toothbrush. Um, yeah, that was funny. That was really oh, funny. good show. Good yeah. show. Yeah. Uh, tell us about that. How did that come about? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. It was. It started in Britain, and I loved it as soon as I saw it. And you know, always thought Australia should do something like this and do it live. And there was only one network that could really carry on with a TV show as big as Don't Forget Your Toothbrush which had a crew on some nights of 70 crew members making it happen. And that was Channel 9. They've been doing Hey Hey for 25 yeah. years. They they just, they were the people to make live TV. And uh, yeah, Don't Get Your Toothbrush was great fun because it was, it was live TV. Now the only live TV that we ever see are pre-recordings just because yeah. yeah. there's too much, it's too risky, I mean, the idea of putting comedy on live. Yeah. Uh, they don't want to risk it. Yeah, they'd faint. They wouldn't yeah. be able to cope with the yeah. idea of comedy as it happens. But so, uh, it was always fun making live comedy TV. Anything can go wrong, which yeah. is why it's more fun. That's right. So <laughs> so you picked up the slack from um, Hey Hey It's That Day, did you? Like after, the, after they, they axed that, did they bring on the toothbrush? Oh yeah, our, our crews were working with Hey Hey at the time, so they were all about, you know, doing live TV. Hey Hey at Saturday uh, was two hours of live TV every yeah. week. Yeah. Um, only people in Fitzroy would complain about something <laughs> that was extraordinary like that. Yeah. I mean, it was an extraordinary feat. There was nowhere else on the world apart from Italy where they will do eight-hour live television broadcasts. They wouldn't even contemplate that thing, let alone do it for over 30 years. So why did that finish? What what, what happened? Well, I think they all just got old, you know. I mean, and they'd all, you know, done everything they need to. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think that's all that happened, really. Okay. Although, you know, they all made a comeback with it. Hey, hey, it's Saturday on Wednesdays for a couple of years. And that was still very popular. Yeah. There's something about live TV. There was a segment once on Hey Hey where all they were going to do is inflate a water bottle. You know, a hot water bottle? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And they, they attach it to this, you know, funnel, and the funnel's blowing the air and blowing the air. Yeah. And what they didn't realise is that, you know, hot water bottles are actually really strong. And so it took, like, nearly two minutes to it's blow it up. <laughs> 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 Australia is just standing sitting there waiting for something to happen. But it was some of the funniest TV I've ever seen because then, you know, you got Red Simons, you got Wilbur Wilde, yeah. John Blackman, yeah. you got uh, Denise Drysdale, yeah. all improvising, being funny yeah. as this non-entity happened. And when it blew up, well, that's it. That's, you know, let's go to the ad break. That kind of TV... It's sort of fabulously piss weak and stupid. We need more of that. Yeah, we need more of that. Oh, definitely.
Now, just going back to the Doug Anthony All-Star there, Tim. Ah. How, how did the name come about? Um, it's a very unusual name. I mean... Uh... <laughs> well, again, yeah, again, Tony, the, the details are foggy. There are many, many stories about where the Doug Anthony All-Star name came from. Um, and uh, one of them got printed in the London Times as if it was a fact saying that Doug Anthony was an Australian Prime Minister. Yeah. He was assassinated on the 11th of November, 1975, and they actually printed that. Oh, my God. There was no <laughs> Was that, a, yeah, was that yeah, an April Fool's thing? No. Uh, no, it was just we just used to bullshit people about where we got the name. <laughs> but you, you guys made it big in, um, in the UK first, didn't you, before you, you made it big in Australia? Is that true? Yeah, we went to Edinburgh and... They sort of put us on TV, and eventually we thought, what's going on in Australia? And, uh, yeah, there was a show called The Big Gig that we came back to do. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And, yeah, that was great fun. But, yeah, we got somewhere in the UK first. I think it's... Uh, if, if anyone's a comedian listening, uh, what are you doing? Just get out of the country. And you go, no, what about COVID? Well, that'll be your first joke when you arrive in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. And that would be Edinburgh. It's the first thing you find out is that it doesn't matter which city in the world you go to, yeah. they're just punters. Yeah. They just want to laugh. Yeah. Yeah, just tell us about the Edinburgh Festival. It's a very big festival over there, is it? Is it like, um, I suppose it's like the Melbourne Comedy Festival, is it? Is no, it's bigger than that. It's bigger, yeah. Can you tell us a bit about that? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, I think they've got, at last year they had three and a half thousand different acts. Three It can be a theatre company oh. or a dance company, but like uh, there were hundreds and hundreds of comedy acts. And so it takes over the whole city. Um, it's great fun to do. I've mm. done uh, 11 of them, I think, and they are, they're always great fun. And there are mates of mine I catch up with only in Edinburgh, and we always promise. You know how it is. You always promise, I'll see you. Yeah, I'll yeah. see you on the road. And yeah. Next thing you know, you're back in Edinburgh. But it's yeah. a great festival. It's worth doing. Although, mm. again, if someone is a comedian thinking, well, I will go to Edinburgh, going to Edinburgh is now a cliche. Yeah. Um, it, it's where all the other Australians are going. Yeah. The year we went, we were the only, we were the only Australian act in the whole festival. Now I recommend to people when the Edinburgh Festival is happening, Go to New York, go to LA, because all their comedians are over in Edinburgh and the audience isn't. And uh, what year was that when you went over there? Was that, uh, would have been the early 90s? Oh, man. 80s. Uh, 1987, I think, was oh, that. Oh, wow. yeah. And the last time we went was 2017 was the last one. So it just went on and on and on. Oh, that's right. You you went out with that. You you went with that Paul McDermott and that guy with the with that ball guy. What was his name? Um, Good hair. Fallacio oh, right. or something. Is that true? Did yeah, you? Flacco. Yeah, yeah. Flacco. That's yeah. right. Yeah. What am I saying, Fallacio? <laughs> what what happened? Like you went to the the three of you went to what revisit the Doug Anthony All Stars and the other bloke couldn't make it. What happened there? Yeah, he was busy. He had a job. He's you know, he hosts conversations on the ABC no. and okay. he tours the world, he writes books and, you know, we made Richard 
fabulous superstar. Yeah. But, um, mm. yeah, we got back together with Paul Livingston, who's our mate from way back. Yeah. And it was great fun. You know, we turned up and... Yeah, I've seen a couple of the shows. You were very, very good. It was very, very silly. It mm. was... Uh, well, that's what we but, like. You know, it's always fun. And then, like I said, they're only punters. Yeah. It may be at a highfalutin arts festival, yeah. but, you know, they buy tickets just to laugh. Now, also, Richard, here you've written a couple of books here, which I'm pretty excited about. There's a, one of them. The first one is called the Big, the Big Stick, and the other one is called the Cheeky Monkey. Oh, uh, the Cheeky Monkey. I don't know what that means. Can you maybe explain a bit about that? <laughs> well, the the Cheeky Monkey thing is um, uh, in Australia. Nobody teaches how to write funny movies. They don't teach how to write a sitcom. They don't teach like mm. even how to write a sketch. Yeah. And I thought, that's, that's no good. So I wrote a book, and that's The Cheeky Monkey, which tells people, like, if you're going to write a funny movie, this is how you do it. Oh, so you You know, 10 years of screwing it up and getting nowhere, and kind of, there are, like, there are things you do, the way you build your characters, the way you build your stories. There are ways to make things funny yeah. um, that are a bit like recipes for bread. You've got to make your own bread your own way, but at the end of the day, you're going to need some flour and you're going to need some eggs. Yeah. So that's what the Cheeky Monkey's about. Mm. I'm working on one about uh, how to write stand-up comedy. Yeah, I heard you were a comedy uh, coach. How, how do you teach comedy? Like, is is that a thing? Can you do that? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, people kind of ask, but it's like, well, how do you teach piano? How do you teach... Uh, people had a drawer. It's like any other art form. Um, there are tricks you can use. Okay. It's essentially, you know, to make people laugh, most of the time you just have to surprise them with something that makes sense. Okay. Like, why did the chicken cross the road to get to the other side? Like, it's yeah. not particularly... Funny. There's nothing in it that's yeah. crazy. It's just pointing out that thing that makes sense. Yeah. And so... And the ways to do this, it's like magic tricks. It's the way you can teach a magician how to saw off someone's head without actually having to. Yeah. Um, and comedy is much the same. What you do with it, what you talk about, what your um, subject matter is, yeah. uh, what, what your themes are, yeah. what you want people to think about afterwards, that's entirely up to you. But at the end of the day, you have to accept that most of the time, the punchline goes at the end. And once you accept that, maybe there are other kind of unseen, hidden principles for making people laugh, which is, that's what the next book is about. And it should give the shits, I hope, to a whole bunch of lazy comedians yeah. who haven't considered that what they're doing might have been done before. Yeah. Well, I heard you say that on a podcast, Tim. I heard you say something like, someone asked you about, like, who was your inspiration or why did you do comedy? And you said, well, well, comedy is about having something to say or along those lines. Is that, is that what you meant? Yeah, most of the time. I mean, I mean, there's no particular rule. Some comedy, you know, it just doesn't make any sense and that's what's fun. You look at a genius like Sam Simmons, yeah. nobody walks away saying, well, I've changed my outlook, you know, he's just brilliant, nonsensical 
absurd kind of comic. Yeah. But most of the time, you want people to walk away thinking about something. Yeah. And uh, you don't need to change their world, and you can't change their politics, but you can make them walk away, and at the very least have an awkward drive home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if someone if someone leaves your um, your comedy or you know where you do your stand up, I mean, sorry, I didn't mean it like that, but yeah, we because you're 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 in a wheelchair <laughs> now, ain't you? Sorry, I didn't mean that. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do stand up in a wheelchair. That's uh, and yeah. it's much more relaxed. I hardly recommend people <laughs> yeah. getting into wheelchairs. Yeah. Well, is it, it the same? The is it different? Yeah, you know, when when I get wheeled on stage, people are already nervous. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. You know. And, of course, they can't really hurt me because I'm already in a wheelchair. <laughs> so it doesn't really matter if they beat me up or break my back. It yeah, but, doesn't make any difference. So it's... Uh, but is it uh, different, but, Tim? Yeah, is it different? Like, is it? A, do you approach it different than you did when you were sort of, you know, standing up, basically? Well, there's less, there's less jumping around. But, no, <laughs> all the same stuff. I bob my head instead. No, it's all the same stuff. You can make people laugh. Once people realise, oh, actually, you know, Tim doesn't really give a shit that he's in a wheelchair yeah. and it's completely irrelevant to anything. Yeah. Then they can say relax and, you know, that's the thing. It's the difference between, you know, they talk about identity politics. Yeah. You know, which is like LGBTQI yeah. and people yeah. of different ethnicities or whatever. Yeah. And that's what they lead with. But most of the time, um, when you talk to people with any kind of disability, it's usually the last thing they're interested in and they wouldn't define themselves with it. No. It's uh, like if you meet a blind person, most of the time they've got something else on their mind apart from the fact that they've been blind for their entire yeah. life. Yeah. That's not going to be their first topic. Yeah. It's, uh, but, you know, so, yeah, I don't define myself at all. In fact, I don't really find MS at all interesting. I don't like people with MS. I think they're a bit creepy, don't you? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just quick. You know, with the MS and stuff, like you know how they they come up with all the CBD oil and stuff like that. Do have they got any medication or or anything that they're working on to sort of help you out? Oh, you know, they're always coming up with drugs, but you know, occasionally someone will suggest you know, homeopathy to me. Yeah. Which is like saying, have a drink of water. You know, homeopathy does not exist. Okay. Um, it's crap, it's garbage. And, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, I don't really hold my breath hoping for a cure. I've got too many other things to do. You know, we've got movie to make. You're I've making a movie? Scoring. Yeah, we're making another movie, so that'll be fun. And, you know, I can't be sitting around praying for a cure. Yeah. You know, yeah. Life's, life's too short to wish yeah. you were living a different one. Well, we're reacting it for you because we're pretty funny. We don't need to do it. Look at him. Yeah, we're naturally funny there, uh, Tim. No, no, Tim, what, what I need you to do is trying to teach Tony to be funny. Can you do that? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's very simple. Very simple. No, I'm doing a, I'm doing a do course by... Do I'm doing a course by... Do cor- bands and wind them around your ears and instantly you will look funny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There you go, just put a moustache on and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, that's good, a moustache. Yeah, get a moustache. Yeah. Now, I'm doing a course by correspondence on, on, the, on, on the internet at the moment. 
Um, the guy said I'm pretty good. He goes, just keep sending that money through. Right, that's good. <laughs> See? Now, <laughs> just, a, just quit while you're behind and let Tim Gladiator say Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. Yeah. Now, just... <laughs> Now, Tim, just your, your last show there last year, the uh, a Fast Lane on Wheels, um, that was late, late last year, was it? Well, I just, in fact, did in Melbourne oh, a couple of weeks ago at the Forum. Oh, right. Which was, uh, we managed to sneak in, there was that little envelope at the time, sneak in uh, in, uh, when was it, beginning of December, do the gig and get out of town before the cops turned up. It was great fun. It was a great venue. What? Oh. Are you joking? <laughs> no, no, we did the show. It was like, you know, sent serious. emails to everybody. And yeah, yeah, had a full house of troublemakers. And then it was like, okay, don't tell anybody this happened. We all, we all fucked off. Oh, my God. That's a beauty. How come nobody heard about it? Or did, or did they? No, we never got into any trouble. It was like there were like two, three weeks when Melbourne opened up. Yeah. And no. uh, and everybody had been waiting. Like we'd sold the ticket ages ago. You're my hero. Oh, oh, that. That's a fucking beauty, that. God. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, everybody takes their own risk when they turn up at comedy venues, especially the comedian. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Now, Tim, we've got an idea that we want to run. Oh, we don't, we're not, we want to send it to us a script. We've got wrote a script. Uh, we think it's quite funny. Um, Speak for yourself. Yeah, we want to send it to you. And uh, would you be able to look at it for us? And how much how much will you charge us to say it's good or bad? Uh, I'll charge you. Well, of course I know you. I'm sure we can come up with some kind of match rates. Oh, beautiful! <laughs> they send, send, you know, send me their script. Well, we'd love yeah. to send it to you if that's okay. Oh, yeah. I can make it funnier. There are things that you've forgotten because... Oh, really? Been told. Yeah, quite often people are instinctively funny, but they don't actually know why. And it helps to point out and say, oh, actually, that's a confirmation of a character joke. They go, oh, right, and you did that naturally. I did, so therefore you're a genius. And I bet you, John and Tony, you have written a genius script and you won't quite know why. Yeah. If you give me your money, I will tell you why. All oh, right, that's oh, a bet. No, We're going to do that. Like, yeah, so you yeah. do that. You 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 look at people's scripts and stuff, and then charge them a, a little fee, and then um, yeah, you you make it better. Yeah, or just make it funnier. There are, I mean, there are things about the way you build a comic character, yeah. and like one of, one of the things you do is you make them unrealistic and unrealistically inflexible. Oh, like, um, and so, you know, that thing is old, but Monty Python um, and the Holy Grail, where they yeah. meet the Black Knight. Yeah, um, yeah, when he when he gets his arms and legs cut off. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, guy yeah. chops off his arms yeah. and he says, that's nothing, it's just a flesh wound. Yeah, I love that show. And then they ride away and the, the knight is still saying, come back here. Yeah. Come back here. I'll, I'll kick you. you. <laughs> it's just comic inflexibility. The yeah. character is just not going to give in. <laughs> once you know that principle, it's like, oh, actually, I think I can make this scene funnier. Because all you do, and now I've told you, you'll be able to see it everywhere, yeah. is comic characters will just dig in. You just make them dig in and they don't change their mind, they don't learn, they don't grow, they don't have, you know, cuddles, yeah. they just won't change. Yeah. And once you know that principle, 
that's uh, that gets you a long way along the way. Oh. If they don't listen to advice, they will do whatever it takes, even if it's completely stupid. Just yeah. ask George Costanza. Yeah. When was the last time you changed your mind, George? And yeah. he would say, never. Never, yeah, yeah. Ah, so it's all so the same. So once you know this shit, once you know this shit, yeah. it's like it it doesn't make the writing easier, but it saves uh, it saves a lot of time of trial and error. At least you know what you're looking for. Oh, At least yeah. you know that in your comedy movie or your sketch, you've got to make this person just like the Black Knight, completely inflexible, even if you chop their arms and legs yeah. off, they still won't give up. Yeah. Well, that's a good thing then. Hey, thank well, you. I'll send you. I'll send you this script there, Tim, the next couple of days. Well, I'll make sure you send a bit of money as well, because yeah. we're yeah, only dealing yeah, cash. That's right. Oh, yeah. just empty your bank account. Yeah. I'll send you a money order. Money order. <laughs> yeah, send a money <laughs> order. Well, we'd like to thank you, Tim, for your time. But uh, it's a. Oh, I wanted. To, uh, wait, can I just ask him one more, yeah, question? one more question? Can I ask you one more question, please, Tim? I know, I know you've yeah, you've given us a lot of your time. Hey, um. When you first started, right, I thought this was funny. Well, when, when they first started yeah, yeah, yeah. and you went to Edinburgh on that, they didn't even think you were Australian. Didn't they think you guys were from New Zealand or something? Is that yeah, true? they thought we were Kiwis. See? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a pisser. Is that true? Yeah, one guy asked me, you're Kiwis, do you have libraries? Ah! It's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we've got libraries, mate. We've got libraries. We've got sheep. They, uh, wow. Yeah, yeah, and plenty of sheep. Yeah, because, you know, love knows no bounds. No! Oh. Wow. Well, we, we want to be um, politically correct, don't we? So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. we, 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 yeah. we don't bar anyone. Get that bar! We don't bar anyone! Oh, my God! I've just got it in spades, haven't I? Oh, my God. Ah, oh, you're a top bloke, Tim. Yeah, such a nice person. Yeah, thanks for laughing, so Tim. Nice. You're a good man. Yeah, very good. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to shoot off, mate. So, anything else you want to say before we go there, Tim? Can I just say that Tim, Tim hit Tony was so nervous before we 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 rang you up because he thought you were going to be an asshole or something because uh, you're so famous. I am an asshole. I am an asshole. No, 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 yeah, but you're no, a nice no, asshole. You're a nice asshole. Yeah. yeah. Hey. No, see, just before you go, go to my website. Yeah. Buy my book. Yes. Wear pants and, you know, if you keep your hands off it, that rash will clear up. Ah! Now, just before you go, uh, me, I, I, made a, I made a feature film. It was about 1996. It's not right? about you. It's about No, no, no. What happened? We came, we came to see you at Channel 9 to do the making of. It was a film called Ralph about a health inspector in Brunswick. And you remember that? Me and Vinny, Vinny came along, a guy called Vinny Gollo. Why would he remember that? That was a 1990. I remember that. You, you remember do not. not. You do not. And that, you yes, I remember that. And I walked out of that meeting I went to myself. I said to Vinny, Gee, he's a really nice guy. He's, a re he's so nice. I wish there was more people like him in the industry, you know what I mean? Do you really, Tim? Do you remember that? I remember that, yeah, yeah. There you go. Oh, my God. Yeah, the film yeah, never got yeah, released. Yeah, but anyway. Yeah, no, it was shit. Okay? It was crap. Yeah, no. No, no, I got into a legal fight with the producer. Yeah, no, director, it was, but it was hopeless, yeah, no, no. no good. <laughs> Tim, again, I love you, mate. You're and the best. we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Yeah. You are a bloody legend. We want to come and watch you at your no next um, stand-up, right. too. Oh, thanks, heaps, guys. Good luck with it all. No. And you know what? We're going to get you back on. Yes. Soon, all right? Bloody oh. Part two. Part two. The Tim Ferguson. All right. Sounds perfect. Thanks, guys. 
Wow, that was Tim Ferguson, ladies and gentlemen. Yay. Give a big Oh. I couldn't believe that he remembered you about the Ralph movie. Oh, like, back then, 1990. 1980 something. No, it was 1990 something. Yeah, 1996 it was. Ah, beg your pardon. Ah, well, well no. you know, you well, know, I've told know, him I booked you in nice some guy, comedy but, lessons. You're a nice guy. He's going to teach you how to be funny. But you have got a few problems, you know. And then you might be able to give the wary whisperer one of them jokes. Oh, we'll no, see. We'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Anyway, let's sign it off. Okay, let's wrap it up for the first episode of 2020. Oh my God, that was awesome. Yes. I was so excited yeah. because uh, we got Bull Stars coming up next uh, next few sign weeks. Sign off. Here. Don't tell anyone who we okay. got. Okay. I'm Tony Shop Ralph Nardella. And I'm the Minicontrolia And we'll see you next time on Shopcast.